Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Tate, how are you? We're heading into week five, and it is Saturday night. We have to get up really early tomorrow, at least I do, because I'm Pacific time, because there is a London game tomorrow. Did anybody get you with that London game last week? Camara got me in one league. No, because I set like five alarms. <laughs> and I went through every single league, and I was texting people. Actually, I should get some sort of like a you know, Boy Scouts award for being a good league mate because the person I was playing against had Alvin Kamara and I texted them at six in the morning. And I was like, hey, just so you know, Kamara's out and he didn't get to his lineup change in time. And so he had to play with him out. But honorable, honorable over here. I let him know. I didn't just like say, ha ha, you don't have a player. I tried. I tried. Fan- fantasy karma. Uh, fantasy hopefully, karma. Hopefully it comes back around to you. So that's that's a good get. But for people that... um you know, went to, went out on Saturday night or had a wedding to go to or something, you know, and they had, you know, Camara or something in their lineup. Oh, that, that's brutal. And I think a lot of people got Camara last week, but uh, I'm still excited for the London game. Hopefully it's as, ex, as exciting as it was uh, with the double doink finish. I mean, I know that was such, it was such a crazy finish, such a high scoring game. I don't know that I have the highest hopes for this week to be as high scoring though. Right. As we were talking off air, we do have giants versus the Packers and the giants defense has looked good. And I'm wondering how much we're anticipating them slowing down the Packers and the amazing running game that they have going and the amazing Romeo Dobbs, who everyone is thinking is going to have a breakout level game this week. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go with like the, huge breakout game for Romeo because we still got a lot of parts with that green Bay offense in particular, the passing attack, Sam, that just feel like they're, they're off, right? Chemistry's yeah. not there yet. It's not. Okay. And I, I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers trusts Romeo Dobbs though. So that's important. And I do feel very comfortable that, you know, Dobbs is, is at least a flex option moving forward. But uh, do I think he's going to have a huge day against a uh, giants defense that has been, Pretty darn good. Pretty stingy. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, Sam. That's what my fears are. So for anybody that's rolling with any Packers or Saquon Barkley, I just, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I know Daniel Jones is is working through an ankle injury too. So uh, I think it's just going to be a low scoring affair because there's, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to win a shootout against the New York Giants. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm cautiously optimistic for the consistency for someone like Daubs and the rest of the passing game, just because, you know, the first couple of weeks were absolutely ridiculous for Rodgers and you want him to get more comfortable with these receivers. You saw that quote and I'm going to misquote it already, but he said, looking at the tape of Daubs, you know, you see a lot of Devontae Adams-esque rookie season moments and that i think is really high praise and obviously got everyone very excited so that's probably what's fueling the fire of could this be a breakout game i understand what's fueling the fire but i i mean i'm looking at you know whether it be fabian moreau or dory jackson um in that secondary for the new york giants i really wonder if aaron Rodgers is going to have a a more effective time trying to target the running backs at the passing game to try to test some of those linebackers in particular, uh, you know, Tay Crowder is one that kind of jumps out to me. Crowder's actually looked really good. I understand. I thought it was a, a head scratcher when the giants let go of Blake Martinez heading into the season, but uh, saved themselves a little bit of money. They got this kid with a lot more PT and he's made some splash plays so far this year, uh, along with 
you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Lawrence up front. I mean, this team's got some some pieces on the defensive side, including Xavier McKinney. But, you know, the offense is just – I don't think unless Saquon Barkley just pops a couple big ones, which he can, and that's the yeah. one way you can kind of attack the Packers uh, defensively is to run right at them. But they're going to focus on Saquon, and I just – unless Saquon can post, like just take over this game, uh, I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to – find a way to to generate a, a, about three touchdown drives and that'll be enough to you know kind of overwhelm Daniel Jones and their passing attack. I hear that. And I mean when you're looking at the offense for the Giants, the only giant I'm comfortable starting is Saquon. There's absolutely no right. one else I'm going to be starting in that lineup. As far as the Packers go, Aaron Jones is a forever start unless there is a little red letter next to his name. Um so always going to be starting him. I'm still rolling out AJ Dillon and a lot of flex um, as a flex in a lot of different leagues that I'm in, because some are very, very deep. Like, you know, Scott Fishbowl is a very deep league that I feel very comfortable with flexing him. And if I had him, but my friend Kendall took him from me in that league. So I'm still bitter. But anyways, I'm flexing him in as many leagues as I have him, which I still like the op. I like the upside for him there. And Daubs, I think is a flex wide receiver three, maybe if you're again in a very deep league and you're looking in a pinch to make sure that you're just having someone that's going to get targets on the board. Yeah, he's startable for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I just think I, you know, when it comes to the flip side, I, I'm not starting any pass catcher right now for the New York Giants. Um, in particular, that that offensive line really sh has struggled this year. It had, you know, obviously a horrible performance against the Dallas Cowboys, and we're looking at, you know, Preston Smith and uh, Rayshon Gary in particular. You know, probably going to be testing those tackles on a regular basis in what could be third and long situations if they're able to bottle up Saquon on early downs. So I, I just kind of feel that the Packers, I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy win. I just, again, Saquon's going to have to be superhuman for them to have a chance to win this one. Which I believe he can be. He's also capable of being the quarterback, but he can't do both. He can't do both, right? I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to doubt Saquon can do anything. I mean, we, we got, you know, we got two quadzillas that are going to be playing in this game. So, yes, I mean, this is the battle of the quadzillas. I should have done a drawing that was like a Godzilla throwback and having them like going over London. Oh my gosh, missed opportunity. I'm going to not sleep tonight and see if I can do it. If you want to use my scared faces, like a, a guy that's like stuck between, you know, two quadzillas or something like, please use me. Let me get stomped on. I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll bite the dust in some of your concept art. Gosh, that would be so brilliant. Okay, that might just have to be a drawing that I enjoy doing for tomorrow. Just, just. <laughs> is that, what is it? The Godzilla sound? <laughs> I don't know, but that was terrifying. <laughs> Let's Sorry. move on to the next game. You're wearing headphones. I apologize. <laughs> it was very loud. Uh, it's fine. Let's talk about the next game that, of course, you know I'm excited about, but also very nervous for Steelers versus the Bills. They are in Buffalo. Kenny Pickett is officially getting his start. It is Pickett season. I am very happy because I'm looking forward to a different offense because it, it has to get better. It has to get better than what it has been. And more importantly, I'm just excited to see what he can do in this air raid offense. And I'm looking at the bills and I'm looking at their death chart right now. And they do have quite a few little red question marks next to some very key players. Uh, Jordan Poyer is out. Tremaine Edmonds is questionable. Um, they've got some parts that are missing and I'm hoping that that will just ease a little bit the start for Pickett because I do feel like the Bills are quite a stout team and it's going to be very difficult to get a win, let alone keep it close. 
Well, think about the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean, they fell behind by 17 points against Baltimore Ravens in the first half. And the the prior week, they generated like over 400 yards of total offense, but lost to the Miami Dolphins. And they haven't, after getting off to such a hot start and looking like, man, they may just steamroll everyone, you know, uh, circle the wagons all the way to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, Things have slowed down, came back to earth, and maybe Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a formula to at least slow down the Bills' offense. But that, And and certainly the Steelers are game on that side. But, look, Kenny Pickett is getting his first NFL start on the road, Bills' mafia out in full force. And he's got to deal with two edge rushers that both have four sacks on the season in Von Miller and Greg Rousseau. That Mm -hmm. offensive line for the Steelers is improving, but it's like, you know, they're still a work in progress, right, Sam? So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Still a work in progress. I feel like not nearly as terrible as the Colts offensive line we just watched on that horrible Thursday night game. But that doesn't mean that they're that much better. (laughs) So. I'll say this about Pickett, though. Optimistic. Yes. Cautiously optimistic, but Pickett did not throw an incompletion if you can count his interceptions uh, in his NFL debut. And look, he I don't mind a quarterback throwing some picks as long as it's along with some aggression. Right. It mm-hmm. like take your I mean, that's what we saw the opposite from like Mitchell Trubisky, who almost seemed scared oh and God. unwilling to push the ball down the field because he wanted to protect the ball. Yep. And. You know, like like you said, when you play to lose, you you lose your job, and that's what happened. He lost his job, and I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers' offense changes with Pickett under center. Are they going to take more shots down the field? Does this mean more big plays by George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Clay Chase Claypool? It could. I just don't know if he's going to have the time to be able to push the ball down the field without getting putting the ball in harm's way against Von Miller and Greg Rousseau. Yeah, and I'm actually curious to see how the targets get split up in this one just because George Pickens had a surge of targets with Pickett under center last week, and I feel like he could surpass Claypool as the wide receiver too just based on his usage in the preseason, based on the usage last week. You know, he's dying to get targets, and he's going after them. He's a very athletic receiver, and I'm just excited to see him get after the ball. I'm also nervous because Chase Claypool had some bad misses last week that caused those interceptions so what was great about Pickett even though he had those interceptions the targets were there he was right on but it was that the receivers like peanut butter fingered the ball and the defender was right under them so if they had just made the grab they would have had those catches and it would have been a much different story but I'm hoping for you know better things this week Reasons why I'm more high on Pickens than Claypool this week in particular. Also still high on Deontay because he is the number one. I, I think the receivers, I have a bigger bump, and I'm tempering expectations for Najee Harris. I, I think I'm going to maybe push back on you a little bit. I think George Pickens is the best receiver on this football team. And I, I look, I understand Deontay Johnson is silky smooth, gets open, all that. It's fun to watch run routes. Uh, he has a lot of concentration drops. You know, when it comes to Chase Claypool, there's a lot of mental errors. I, you know, we, we, they seem to creep up all the time with him. It's too regular. It's like it's it's he's making rookie mistakes in his what third or fourth year in the NFL. Yeah, not George Pickens though. He's got some dog in him, and uh, he he's got the profile that fits. Um, he's already making plays, contested catches. And he can get open on all three levels of the football field. I, I really think that this kid is gonna is going to be something special. Um, and, and 
Pickens is probably the better quarterback to bring out whatever max impact he could have for the Steelers in his rookie season. I mean, I love that. I definitely think that, you know, I do agree that he is an amazing, um, amazing talent. And I do think that there are things that hold up players like uh, Deontay and Claypool, but I still believe, you know, the targets are going to go where the money is as well. You know, Deontay is the number one receiver. He is going to get a lot of targets. If he's able to capitalize on every single target, that's a different story, but he is going to have a lot of volume, his direction still. And I feel like the volume is going to go in Pickens' favor more so than Claypool's. It's just my vibe on those two. The mesh of skill sets that I see with George Pickens is something between that of AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins. I, I really, th- I, again, I'm super high on this kid. So super high. On him. I love yeah, it too I, when he gets high. up against a defender and just puts them right on their butt. It's just fantastic. No, he makes the, when he makes the block and he just really gets after it. He's a dog, Sam. But uh, you know, speaking of dogs, though, you uh, you guys got to find an answer for number 17. I know you guys beat him last September. I understand that, but the Bills are a much better team. Josh Allen's a much better quarterback. Um, and I, I think that they probably remember that loss a little bit. So yeah. for me in particular, I just think it's, I don't think Pickett's going to be able to outgun Josh Allen in his first NFL start. No, Call but I, you know, that's the thing I love about, you know, starting him in this situation. He's going to get to see this caliber quarterback that Josh Allen is right. and get to try and raise the bar for himself. It's going to be an interesting challenge, but I want to get to this question from Adam. Thank you so much for writing in guys. If you have additional questions, start state questions, please throw them in the chat and Tate and I will get to them as soon as we see them. Um, this question is between Marquise Brown and Gabe Davis, which PPR receiver should I start? I'm a little nervous about Brown facing Darius Slay. And I'm thinking that Davis might get more looks than Chris router and knocks out yeah i'm not gonna sit marquise hollywood brown right now i can't just can't do it i mean he's he's wide receiver seven in ppr formats uh the targets have been there consistently uh receptions have been i mean the last three games he has seen 11 plus targets but they're playing the eagles and the eagles are undefeated and have a very substantial defense and have really done a number on many teams i know i think what what to Adam's point with Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie questionable, uh, Knox is out. I feel like there could be a good bump for targets for Davis. So I get I why he's going back and forth. I, I do. Oh no, I, I think it's a good question. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Oh, I'm not just going. Oh well, you know. I'm, yeah. You know, uh, Marcus no, Hollywood Brown. How dare you ask? No, I. <laughs> I just I, the <laughs> targets are there, and um, you know, with all those other ancillary parts out for Buffalo, sure. Gabe Davis could see an expanded role, but I also think we could see more Khalil Shakur. I mean, we could see uh, more James, you know, more options uh, out of the backfield for the Buffalo Bills. Like there's uh, other assortment of ways those targets can be uh, doled out. Uh, Gabe Davis sure could, but right now I'm seeing Marquise Hollywood Brown as Kyler Murray's clear cut guy and the Eagles. You mentioned it. They're a very good football team. I think that they're probably going to have a lead. And at some point, Kyler Murray is going to have to air it out, which means a lot of targets for his number one guy. Yeah, I get that. Um, so probably from the standpoint that they're going to be playing from behind and, you know, he's having to air out the ball, I get why you'd hedge your bets and go with Marquise Brown. I can get behind that. My my heart wants to say Gabe Davis, though. I love Gabe Davis. I love Gabe Davis. I love Gabe Davis. And I honestly, I don't know who your other options are. If you can get Gabe in, get him in. Do what you got to do. Drop other people. (laughs) Just not Hollywood Brown. Don't sit Hollywood right now. 
No, it's too close, too close to call. But thanks for that question, Adam. Please throw any others that you have for us in the chat. Absolutely. And Thank we you, will Adam. get to them. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, with that Davis take as well, I think that kind of puts a pin in where we were going with the Steelers and Bills game. We can jump to the next one. I really want to talk about the Lions versus the Patriots this week because the Lions have so many players that are out and so many that are questionable. How do you feel about on Monroe St. Brown being questionable? Uh, jo Josh Reynolds is questionable, but they have Swift and DJ Chark out. You know, if either of these receivers is cleared in the morning, I'm going to feel really good about the start because the Lions have done an amazing job this season at scoring consistently week in and week out, which is not a sentence I thought I would say, but it's exciting. It's, it's yeah. like the, it's like this post, you know, vibe hype of hard knocks and all this energy of just Dan Campbell. Rah, let's get after it. I just, I love it. Give me they're, the, they're, the, they're easily the most entertaining losing team in the national football league. And I don't say, I don't say that. I don't, I, I'm not throwing shade at Detroit. No. If, in fact, you have so much room for optimism because yes. they are, they've been in every game. They've got fight their dogs over there. Even though they have a kitty cat for a, a you know, a mascot, they got a lot of dog in them, a lot of fight. Right. So Love I mean, it. I, it, it mirrors Dan Campbell and his, his fiery personality. Like they take on the personality uh, and intensity of their coach. They really, truly do. The problem is they can't close games. And you know, you give up 48 points to Geno Smith at home. Like, I'm sorry, DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown were never taking the field when the defense was out there for the Detroit Lions. That's atrocious. I mean, come on, Aaron Glenn, like D coordinator. I'm, I'm looking at you, man. I, I love what you, what you did on Hard Knocks. Love watching you get into it with Deuce Staley. Love it. Yeah, I didn't love what I saw on Sunday, man. I mean, like Geno Smith should not be tuning you up like that. And um, But this week he's probably going to get Bailey Zappi because – Mac Jones is doubtful. Yeah. Um, you're getting a rookie quarterback with, you know, some not really a, a scary pass catching, pass catching wide receiver room. Um, they're probably going to run the football a lot. Damian Harris and um, Stevenson. Are you going to see a heavy dose of those guys? The Lions should handle their business on the defensive side of the football enough to where Jared Goff can get it done with TJ Hawkinson, Jamal Williams. And if we see Josh Reynolds, cool. If not, we got Khalif Raymond. We got um, hopefully a couple other options and playmakers. Uh, Quintez Sevis kind of steps to mind too, um, that can step up and, and score some score enough points to outduel a third string rookie quarterback making his second start or first start in the NFL. I think what's amazing, most amazing about this matchup is that both the Lions and the Patriots are one and three. And that's kind of, to me, the weirdest part is seeing the Patriots that are also just struggling so much defensively, offensively on both sides. They're just, everything feels like they're trudging through the mud. And for them to have that kind of energy of them trudging through the mud against a team like the Lions who've had the winning energy, even through the losses, they're trying. Every single game is so incredibly high scoring it's like this has to be the one that breaks it and gets another w for detroit i really i really got to give a little bit of credit and i'll, I'll push back on your thoughts on the patriots just a little bit because okay. they they put they put some they put some fight in the games against the baltimore ravens and even they took aaron Rodgers at home with a rookie quarterback um pressed into playing for the first time due to injury uh at Green Bay into overtime, damn near took that game. So, I mean, 
you know, the Patriots are, aren't lifeless. Um, it's just, that's a tall order, uh, you know, for, for a third string quarterback to, to ask him to take the reins and, and, you know, make this work with, whoever's calling the place there in new England. Um, we, so, we still not know. We still don't know. Do we? I, I, I mean, from my understanding, I think it's Matt Patricia, but um, <laughs> you know, who knows who's actually pulling the strings there with Bill Belichick in charge. Yeah. I think it's going to be a forever mystery, but I really like TJ Hawkins in this game. He is yep. a must start for me just based on not only the game that he had last week, but the fact that they still Ooh. have so many questionable players. He's a surefire target monster. Love him in this one. And I'm fingers crossed that Amon Ross St. Brown is cleared in the morning. So everyone, again, check your inactives in the morning and it'll be a big help. Oh, we've got another question from Adam. I want to get this one too. Um, sure. He said, thanks a bunch for answering my question. Got another one for you. After Thursday night's eyesore of a game, is it time to drop Russell Wilson for other quarterbacks like Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence? That's a great question. Yeah. If we're, if we're just talking redraft league, we're not talking dynasty, then hell yeah. I mean, I, look, the upside is not there right now. Uh, their touchdown rate is the worst in the national football league inside the red zone. Like I think it's like 21%. And I, I'm sorry. I, I far be it me to, to, you know, criticize a quarterback of Russell Wilson's caliber, but I'm sorry that fourth and goal or fourth and one, sorry, from the five yard line with the game on the line, coach trusts you to go ahead and get it done instead of playing for the tie. Like, it was man coverage, and on the backside, you had a, a, a nice little pick play option uh, against a man beater with a, a quick slant underneath a slot fade, and it was almost a natural pick in the slot, and K.J. Hamler was right there for a wide-open, easy pitch and catch to, to put the game away and improve to 3-2, and two. and Russell Wilson didn't see that pre-snap indicator or just flat-out made up his mind he's going to Cortland Sutton, and to me – for a veteran quarterback who's gotten the payday that he got from this team, that's inexcusable. So, yeah, it's time to drop him. Time to drop him. I think that I always like to play defense in certain leagues. So depending on if it's a single quarterback league or two quarterback, I will just bogart quarterbacks on my bench just to keep them from other people because I'm spiteful like that. So that's just me. So I don't know that I would drop him, but I maybe I would definitely not start him going forward. And between, uh, between Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr, it's – it's a toss up for me because one on the one hand, I know that Devonte Adams is there, but Carr hasn't been able to get him the ball as consistently as I'd like right now. And I think that Trevor Lawrence might have more upside rest of season to get you more touchdowns of which Lawrence does have more touchdowns on the season than Carr. He has eight over cars, six, even though Carr has slightly more passing yards. I feel like he does have more interceptions. So I'm just hedging my bets and I'm going to go with Lawrence of the two. I'd personally still go with Derek Carr. The options are too good. They'll, I believe that Josh McDaniels will find whatever it is that's been missing chemistry wise, play calling wise, scheme wise. I think he'll, I think he'll figure it out with this group that really the sky's the limit with. Um, they just haven't found it yet. Uh, it was a step in the right direction. Josh Jacobs was far more involved um, in their, their win over the Broncos. I expect that they'll, build off of that and run the ball a lot more. Derek Carr, though, he's going to end up throwing probably an average of two touchdowns a game. I'm totally fine with him being picked up and 
him moving forward being my quarterback. Yeah, him being started over Russell Wilson, I can I can be on board with. I think I just I'm just maybe I'm just overly hopeful for the Jags to just you turn are. it around. I'm just a positive person. I just want to be better. But I do like the I do think that Carr is uh, of those two. They're both better options than Russell Wilson right now. So start whichever one that you can get your hands on, and you will be a happy camper. Um, but let's get to this one from Albert. He says Jamal Williams or Ceh and full point PPR. I like this one. Go Jamal. Go Jamal. I mean Ceh. Look, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire's had a great start to the season, but I'm still seeing some Isaiah Pacheco sprinkled in. Yes. Like Jamal was the dude last week, and he played like the dude. I mean, uh, Craig Reynolds had a little bit of a, a little bit of run here and there, but yeah, I mean, to me, this week, Jamal Williams. Yeah, especially with the fact that he's been able to handle the job already, and even when Swift was on the field, Jamal Williams was getting a lot of touchdown looks. I think that you have to give the edge to him. He's a touchdown monster right now. So I cannot bench him in any format. So I definitely would have to go him. Same reasons that Tate said, love that one. Um, What was I going to go to the next game? I really want to talk about the night game before we sign off because we have about five more minutes left. Bengals versus the Ravens. This should be a really good fantasy matchup for a lot of people. I'm hoping this is a very high scoring game. I think that it will be just based on the way that the Bengals have been trying to come back from behind. They're trying to really shake off that Super Bowl rust, that little you know, hitch in their step. I felt like the couple, first couple of games, they're looking more like themselves. And the Ravens, we were talking off air about this, have been able to blow leads and then get right back in it. So these are both two and two teams. Who do you got between the two for the win? And I guess who would be your favorite fantasy starter for this one? Damn it. This is a tough game to pick. Um, give me Baltimore. I think Jamar Chase has a big week, though. Okay. I think Chase has been a little bit quiet. Um, I just get a gut feeling that, you know, it's a, it's a Jamar Chase week. I don't think anybody in that secondary can check Jamar Chase. Um, and, and, and the Ravens, unfortunately, have had moments where they are <laughs> – they have these leads, and yet they can't hold them. And I, I'm looking at the secondary. Uh, you know, I'm just – and that's not the place you want to be having issues and, and breakdowns and coverage against Joe Burrow and company. Um, yeah. This, but Sam, doesn't this feel like a showdown of two teams that could be four? No, like, yes, it does. Like the, what they currently are sitting at doesn't make sense. You kind of do a double take. I did a double take when I was like, Ravens are two and two. That doesn't feel right. Considering the caliber team that they are, and they should be able to have, gotten at least another more another win out of this they shouldn't be at two and two i'm a steelers fan and they shouldn't be at two and two i feel the same way about the Bengals. i feel like you're better than this <laughs> run the division the way you should <laughs> lead us <laughs> just do better <laughs> instead it feels like this division is kind of like wide open still and uh i mean okay this, with, but <laughs> yeah no 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 i mean you know uh, look I, and i was saying this to you last week uh you know they went to so they went to kenny pickett finally right and I, far be it me, I love Mike Tomlin, and I know you do too. But if you knew that Pickett was the better option to help you win now, then why the hell did you waste a month as with Mitchell Trubisky as your starting quarterback? Because even if he gets one of those other games as a win, the three losses in the first four games, if Pickett gets you over the hump because he's just better than Trubisky, 
And that's the difference between you guys making the playoffs or something this year. It's like, sure. damn it. Like why, why'd you Tomlin, why'd you waste, waste time with Trubisky? But point is like outside of that, you know, five turnover hot mess that was for Joe Burrow in the season opener against the Steelers. Yeah. The Bengals, Bengals are a good football team and, and they're dangerous. And so are the Ravens. And this is going to be, I, I, I can't wait to watch this one. This will uh, be a fun game. This is yeah. redeeming of the horrible Thursday night game that we just all watched. So this uh, this Saturday night game should be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I want to do your last uh, pick but for a win just for the Monday night game since we won't get to cover too much more of it. But okay. Raiders, Chiefs, who you got? Kansas City. Uh, as much as Kansas City is not the team that I that they looked like against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that that was, that was revenge. That that has re- revenge written all over it for Andy Reid and can and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, um, but the Las Vegas Raiders are still figuring out their identity. To me, the Chiefs know who they are. They know how to win games. They know how to win close games consistently. And right now, the Raiders are still trying to figure it out. Um, and if you're trying to figure it out against Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make you pay. So I I just don't see them finding a way to pressure Mahomes enough to really slow down the chiefs on the offensive side of the football. I completely agree. And I feel like, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be the star of this game. Again, he is the leading target monster for the chiefs. He has the most uh, receiving touchdowns for any pass catcher there. He's just going to continue to dominate another big game for him. So- I wanted to punch. I wanted to punch my TV when Chris Collinsworth was like, yeah, man, and Patrick Mahomes just looks like he's the dad out there playing with the kids, you know, and he just throws it over the head and no one can get him to the ground. And I'm like, you know what, as a dad who's sitting here letting my daughter tackle me whenever she gets a running head start, I, I disagree with that analysis wholeheartedly. And, uh, boy, I almost I, – I wanted to either uppercut or punt my TV um, listening to Collinsworth talk about like, – just ooze over Mahomes. I get it. I love him. He's great. But oh, don't don't bring up the dad playing with the little kids analogy. Get out of here. No, go Bucks. I'm glad that you're able to tell me how you really feel, <laughs> and Thanks, tell everyone else. It's Thanks, so, so special, so special. So, look, we have a platform where <laughs> I have a, micro- a microphone in front of my face, and um, you know I, I want to let you vent about the Steelers. I'm wearing yes. a Buck shirt right now. You know Tom Brady's had a rough week, um, so. <laughs> I'm trying to vent for him. I'm going to cape for him and uh, cape for my Buccaneers. Um, tip my tip of the hat to Mahomes, who had a great game, but um, and they'll handle their business against the Raiders. Yeah, I think that they will as well. And I mean, hopefully the Raiders just make it at least a high-scoring affair for fantasy managers as well. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully Adams just gets a freaking touchdown. Let's just get some consistency for Adams. For crying out loud, I would love to see that. Um, but I just want to sign off with this guys, please don't forget to head over to sleeper.com slash doc and get up to a hundred dollars matched on your first deposit. When you guys go and play the picks for sleeper, it's a lot of fun. Um, Tate has always had a good pick whenever you have them. Although we're both in States where we can't gamble. So I, I can't even see the contest right now, but go play. We'll go play, go play, so go play. play because we can't just do that for us. That would make, I'll so tell, I'll tell you who to pick. How about that? I'll, I'll okay. give you some. I'll give you some picks, but I'm gonna have to like zoom with you for you to like share your screen so I can go ahead and see exactly what the contests are, and then I'll give you the keys to the castle. There you go. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anything? Any other final words on these matchups coming up this week before I sign us out? 
No, I, 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 if you're a survivor pool player, uh, feel free to check out some of my stuff on uh, Twitter. Dictator four got links up to some of my, some of my work. So check it out. Uh, outside of that, just enjoy another Sunday of NFL football and really enjoy the last time that we're not going to have bye weeks for like the next 10 weeks. So oh, a, lot of, yes. a lot of football, a lot of football. Brutal. And don't forget to set your alarms, everyone. You've got London games in the morning. You've got to set your lineups early. I don't want any of you guys to get Camarad like some of us did last week. So let's get those wins. And everyone have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the Fancy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here on drota.com. Have a great one and good luck in week five, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.